0: This episode is the second in the series that I am doing. Back in episode 3, I introduced what I believe are the main aspects of a warrior mindset. Every now and then, I am putting out an episode where I dig deeper into one of these tenets. In episode 15, I covered composure. Today, I would like to look at determination. The Pocket Oxford Dictionary defines determination as a resolve or resolute purpose or conduct. I would also suggest it is simply the idea of never giving up. I've recently been listening to a Rich Roll podcast where he interviews Stephen Pressfield, an author of many books, including The Warrior Ethos. I have to thank Neville Johnson for putting me on to this. At one point during their discussion, they start to speak about the grind and how important it is to learn to grind away at a project to its completion. They both strongly believe that grinding beats talent when all is said and done. I strongly agree. As Rich Roll says, how badly do you want it? Even if you don't think what you're doing is good enough, even if you think you won't succeed, it is important to keep going. Because if you stop, you're not even giving yourself the chance to try. It's hard not to talk about resilience when talking about determination. If you're determined to succeed in something, this is naturally going to make you resilient. So I will talk about both ideas throughout this episode. As a high school teacher, two things I have noticed about the up-and-coming youth is that they lack composure, which I've already covered in another episode, and resilience. Young people just don't seem to stick at things long enough to reap the rewards. When it gets hard, they stop. So many times I have seen students fail to achieve because they didn't finish a piece of work. They were capable of passing, but they just gave up. It's sad. Yet in most cases in the adult world, people make progress by not giving up, by grinding that stone, by taking that extra step, and it can be very boring and thankless work. In the antiquated Japanese martial art I practice, and in many other such schools, the chief teaching tool is practice and repetition of forms. This is supplemented like some other strategies, but ultimately it comes back to the practice of repetitive movements, the student always seeking to improve, trying to get better. Along with this constant practice, you have your teacher correcting the smallest of things. This is especially true as you improve. At first, you can understand why you're being corrected because you're just starting out. You don't know anything. However, after years of practice, can your ego still handle someone correcting your movements? If it can, then you have learned resilience through determination. Carl F. Friday writes the following in his essay entitled Kabbalah in Motion, Kata Practice in the Traditional Bugay. Pattern practice in Japanese Bouga classical, uh, classical martial arts, also bears some resemblance to medieval Western methods of teaching painting and drawing, in which students first spent years copying the works of old masters learning to imitate them perfectly before venturing on to original works of their own. End quote. What I believe he is saying here is that there is no quick fix or hack to mastery. The people of both medieval Japan and the West knew this. You have to work at it. So how does this mindset apply to a warrior mentality? Well, I would counter, how doesn't it? I have a Boodle friend who has recently retired from the Australian Air Force. He once told me this saying from the military. Army camp under the stars. Navy navigate by the stars. And Air Force stay in five stars. Or something along those lines. This is a joke, a bit of a dig at the Air Force, that they lack resilience, have an easier life, and that makes them soft. The simple joke again shows how valued resilience is in the military. Now, I'm in no position to say what Air Force personnel are capable of, but you get the point. Let's take the modern soldier going through basic training. You will be pushed both mentally and physically as you navigate physical challenges such as runs, obstacle courses, and long hikes with packs on. Of course, you'll be strongly encouraged to keep up and try your best, but ultimately, this is up to you. Your determination will see you through this training. Your willingness to not give up on yourself or your peers will lead to success. If you listened to my podcast, you would have heard Neville Johnson talk about constant training and repeating movements in the British Army, drilling the movements over and over and over again. Why? Because this makes them automatic, and in times of stress, you don't have time to think. You just act. You want those skills available. Determination keeps you alive in other ways. You have to be willing to kill or be killed in combat. Your determination to keep going no matter what the cost can keep you alive. Again, I must quote Neville when he said there were dark days on tour, when he said to himself, I'm not going to die today. He was determined to see his war through to the end. The US Marine Corps pride themselves on facing hardship. They have a phrase for helping with this, embrace the suck. It is used to help motivate Marines to ignore the pain and discomfort of the moment and instead not just come to terms with, but relish the misery they are currently experiencing. And here is the cool thing. If you have learned how to deal with hardship and misery, you now you know how to conquer it when you face it again. I have to share this passage with you from the SOFREP, which stands for Special Operations Forces Report, website. Quote, Everyone hates being tired, cold and wet. There is arguably no worse natural condition short of being injured that a person can be subjected to, quote. It then goes on to say, in Marine Corps boot camp, officer candidate school, combat training, or school of infantry, one of the best ways instructors mess with you is to get you tired, cold, and wet. They know once a person is tired, cold, and wet, their ability to play nice or go with the flow essentially evaporates and the real qualities of a person are revealed, end quote. Now, That isn't training determination and resilience. I don't know what is. So how do you become more resilient? I think we have one answer already. Challenge yourself. Put yourself in an uncomfortable situation so that you get used to adversity. The Marines get their recruits tired, cold, and wet. The Navy SEALs go one step further and make them tired, cold, wet, and sandy. But you don't even have to go to those extremes. There's an old saying that goes, do something that scares you every day. And I think at the heart of this quote lies the idea that if you keep pushing yourself outside your comfort zone, you get used to facing hardship, whatever that might be for you. What intrigues me is the number of people I have spoken to who I admire for their positive attitudes and work ethic, who get up early in the morning to exercise. Some get up super early, or as Neville puts it, stupid early. go out and push their bodies before they do anything else you might ask what is the point of that why so early well I can answer this from my own experience I also have the habit of getting up and exercising before the rest of my day it accomplishes a number of things first of all it gives me a reason for getting out of bed I know what I'm going to be doing as soon as I'm up I am exercising secondly exercise elevates my heart rate it increases my body temperature And physiologically, this is a good thing. It wakes up my body so it is ready for the day. This is real science. Check out the Huberman Lab podcast if you want more information on that one. Thirdly, it sets my mood. Now, I think this is important for me. I come away from my exercise ready to go, ready to face the day. I've already accomplished something and the sun isn't even up yet. Man, it feels good. Now, there are days when I don't want to get out of a warm bed, especially during the winter months. But I know that I have to pay the man, to quote Josh Bridges, ex-Navy Seal and Crossfoot juggernaut, your fitness doesn't come for free, you have to work at it. I also know that after every workout, I feel great and ready to rock and roll. So I force myself out of bed. This means I have already overcome an obstacle against myself, against my own excuses. Again, this doesn't have to be extreme. My wife routinely gets up in the morning and walks anywhere from four to eight kilometers on our country road. Every day, it's what she does. I prefer calisthenics. Sometimes we both do yoga together. I know other people who hit the gym and do cardio and weights. It doesn't actually matter what you do, it's just that you do it every morning without fail. The most important thing is that you get your heart rate up and do it no matter the weather, no matter the season. The other day my wife went out for her walk without a rain jacket and she got caught in a downpour five minutes from leaving. What did she do? Well, she thought, oh gross, I'm wet. Then she thought, well I'm wet now, might as well keep going. That is determination, that is resilience. She embraced the suck. Why exercise in the morning? Well again, I can look at physiology. By getting your heart rate elevated, your core temperature increases and this triggers certain metabolic processes to increase their work rate. And it sets you up for the day. Again, check out Huberman Lab for more on this. But an even better reason for me is this. Because nobody else is up. When others prefer that extra hour or two in their beds, we are already out in the world getting work done. It feels great. What else can we do? Determination can be taught to your kids. It starts with the first time your toddler falls over and scrapes his or her knee. You check in with them. They look at you for cues. You say, It's okay, you just fell over. They dust themselves off and carry on. In my household, we have a roster for housework. We all take turns cooking dinner, washing the dishes, and making the lunches for the following day. Doing the dishes can feel like a chore at the end of a school or work day, but they need to be done. I said to my daughters, what if we acted like doing the dishes was the most amazing thing on earth? What if we said to ourselves, yeah, it's time to do the dishes, this is going to be so cool. It works. When one of us is moaning about it, one of the others will say, doing the dishes is fun, let's go. And it turns their mindset around immediately. It is so simple but powerful. Embrace the suck. Getting injured can get people down. It sucks. For those of us that live a physical lifestyle, not being able to move as freely as before can be a downer. But this is another time where you just have to work through it. Don't give up. Do the rehab. Take it slow. Do what you have to do to get better. You don't give in to the feeling, to feeling down or annoyed. You just get on with it, working around your injury as best you can. I believe determination and therefore resilience might be the most important trait of a warrior. I'll tell you why. It keeps you mentally healthy. In New Zealand, and I know this is true for some other countries as well, the male suicide death rate is higher than the female rate. The confirmed rate by age group and sex is highest amongst males aged 45 to 64 years. I am within that age bracket. That's a scary thought. I can keep going. Let's talk about suicide rates among military veterans. The New Zealand Defence Force doesn't keep data on such things. But an article put out in May 2021 by New Zealand News Network states that other countries like Australia do keep records. It's estimated around 500 veterans there in Australia, have taken their lives since 2001. Now let's talk U.S. suicide statistics. This is from the U.S. Department of Veteran Affairs. In 2019, there were 2,621 veteran suicides, which is a lot, but as with all statistics, it's important to get some perspective. That same year, 45,862 adults died by suicide. So if I'm doing my maths right, the veteran community comprised 5.7% of that total. To put that in perspective, that is just over 17 U.S. veterans dying per day due to suicide. The good news is there were 399 fewer veteran suicides in 2019 than in 2018. There was a 7.2% overall decrease in the age and sex-adjusted veteran suicide mortality rate in 2019 as compared to 2018. The unadjusted suicide rate for male veterans decreased 3.6% from 2019, uh, sorry, comparing 2018 to 2019, while the unadjusted suicide rate for ve- female veterans decreased 5.8% from 2019 from 2018. Decreases in veteran suicide across multiple fronts and methods of measurement in 2019 were unprecedented across the last 20 years. Something that the US Department of Veteran Affairs is doing is working, but they have a long way to go. The 2,621 families that had to continue with a loved one dying won't notice the improvement. Finally, I'd like to add a caveat to determination and resilience. It is not always a general all-encompassing ability. What some people are able to push through or persevere with Others cannot. Being taught to admire, or sorry, being taught to endure hardship and push through adversity is an important skill, but it is sometimes a struggle. There are plenty of soldiers enduring horrific situations in combat, only to come home and fall apart. Some people can put up with pain better than others, but might freak out when it comes to them dealing with heights. I would like to tell a story from Kenshaw Feruya, author of Cordel Ancient Ways. This is what he writes. One student was practicing at a good level, but he always insisted on impressing me by telling how much more he could do and how hard the training was in the other martial arts he had practiced. He was very proud of his ability and martial arts background, I believe. Indeed, he wanted me to know that he could take anything I could dish out. In fact, he said, make my training harder than the others. I can take anything. One day, I decided to see how far his confidence went. During one practice, I corrected every tiny mistake and did not express any satisfaction at all until he executed each technique perfectly. When he couldn't catch on quickly enough, I expressed disapproval and impatience on my face. After one practice, he stopped coming to the dojo and told his fellow students, "Since they hurt my feelings. At this time, I wanted to say to him, Oh, when you say hard training, you mean to train your body hard, but not your feelings. It is funny when you think about it, One can have the strength to do a thousand push-ups in the morning and evening every day, but one hates stupid, and a person is completely destroyed. When we hear the word stupid, and we believe it inside ourselves, we become very angry and upset. What is missing here? End quote. I believe this is important to acknowledge. When you are being determined, in what context is this happening, and can this flow over into other parts of your life? It's great if you can push through physically trying conditions, but can you keep that same mindset when moving through a death in the family? What about dealing with your kids in a positive way after a particularly tough day at work? Ultimately, being determined is about staying focused on a goal no matter what. You also have to know when that goal is unassailable or when it is time to back down or seek support. There is a place for both determination and reassessment of goals in our life. Right, that's all I'm going to say about determination for today. I hope you got something out of it. Now for the quote of the episode. This one comes from the author of the Hagakure, Yamamoto Sunetomo. He writes, When meeting difficult situations, one should dash forward bravely and with joy.